everybody, Ben Nelson here. Hope you are having a fantastic day and a good start to your year. Uh, 2023, we're already a month in. Uh, so hopefully you are making progress towards your goals and uh, taking those steps that you need to, uh, to achieve those things. So uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. I am, uh, I think I said in my last podcast that I was going to have my guest on this week. Um, but still lining those up. I actually have uh, three or four great guests lined up. So thanks for being patient. It's going to be worth the wait. Uh, we have some awesome guests coming on that I'm really excited uh, to share um, their stories, to share from their experience, to um, bring those tips and strategies and all those things to you here. So thanks again for waiting on that. I know just listening to me can be boring sometimes, uh, but thanks for listening anyway. And uh, looking forward to having those guests on. It's going to be awesome. So today I'm going to talk about, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the market. And we're going to talk about why why now is the time to buy real estate. And, you know, you we continue to see things out there about, uh, you know, the market and where is it headed and all these questions about the economy. And uh, and it's really easy to see those and and not take action. And so I want to talk today about some of these concerns about just, you know, again, we're going to put some mindset in there just because I don't want you to sit on the sidelines. I want you to know what's going on. I want you to understand, um, you know, what the things that could happen in the market, be aware, but also to not let it stop you from taking action. I want you to take action. I want you to build your business. I want you to buy real estate. Um, So don't let those fears in the market Uh, Don't let those headlines stop you from doing what you want to do, from doing the things that you know you need to do and and getting out there and and making some acquisitions, building your wealth and building your your rental portfolio. So, okay, here we go. I'm going to make a few points um, just about the market in general that will hopefully alleviate maybe some concerns. Um, And and actually, before I go there, um, you know, I'll admit if you look back, um, yeah, there was definitely at least, uh, you know, a blip last year where we did see a decline in prices. And um, I was, I, I'm not surprised about that. If you go back and listen to some of the um, podcasts I did um, for a time, I was like, yeah, it's going to hold steady. I don't see really prices pulling back. Obviously, I was not correct about that. Um, but I do feel like I was right about the fact that um, we didn't see a market crash. There's been so many things about market crashes and and this huge crash that was going to come. And, and we didn't see that. And I don't think we're going to see that. Um, and, and I did kind of shift my mindset to, to say in my, I guess, forecast um, what I thought was going to happen that, yeah, there'd be some, some market pullback. There'd be some correction. Um, but that is not the same thing as a crash. So, you know, it, and every market's different again. But, you know, here in Portland, I think we saw 10% uh, you know, price decline over six to nine months um, from May through the end of the year. And um, that's okay. That's a correction. That's not a crash. So let's get that straight first. And then, um, you know, just admit that that did happen. Now, now moving forward, are we going to see more of that? I don't know. Let's see. So let's, let's dive into some of what is going on though. So the first thing that I want to point out is that inventory is still very, very low overall nationwide and very low in, in a lot of select markets. Now, there are some markets that have gotten t- more towards the oversupply. So you have to pay attention to your local market. Here in Portland, I think we're still only two and a half months of inventory. It's very, very low. Um, and that seems high, 
when we were at one month for so long, but it's not even to the um, widely accepted, you know, four to six months of inventory is kind of an equilibrium market. So we're still very on the supply and demand side, we're, we're low on the supply end. Um, and the thing is, is that that's, there's not really, in my opinion, going to be a solution to that. In fact, it may get worse because um, there, there's not going to be a lot of foreclosures. You know, it's just not the foreclosure numbers. Yeah. Okay. Again, we talk about year to date numbers all the time um, or not year to date, year over year, very deceiving, you know, things can be going up, but if they're going up from all time lows, it means nothing. Uh, foreclosure activity is so low right now. It's not even worth talking about. I mean, it's, yes, there are people that are in that situation. There always are people in that, in that situation, but compared to historical norms, it's, it's low and it's nowhere even close to where it was back when the housing market, um, you know, crashed during the financial crisis. Um, so get that out of your head. There's not going to be all these deals from foreclosures. It's just not going to happen. So we're not getting inventory that way. Uh, permits are down, building permits are down, which, um, and I look for some of my shorts and my responses. I saw a couple videos pointing to this as, as a, um, you know, connecting it to what happened in the financial crisis. And I, and it was one of several videos. So I got, I have to look at the rest of the videos, but, but to me, that does not say this is correlating to what happened in the financial crisis. This is saying, you know, inventory was already low and now it's going to stay low because people are not builders are not building um, or they've slowed down their production. Um, so that's not pointing to a pullback for me. For me, that's pulling. That's pointing towards uh, a extend extending the problem that we've had for a decade for a decade here uh, since the financial crisis of low inventory. Um, and then you add on top of that, lots and lots of people either bought or refinanced when rates were you know three percent give or take, uh, and now rates are although they're coming back down are still you know six percent upper fives if you do some buy down stuff maybe low sixes. Um, up towards, you know, upper sixes, sevens for some investor loans. Uh, it's going to be very difficult with prices only pulling back, you know, 10% here in Portland, you know, some more in some other markets, but, um, and, and the rate being that much higher, it's really difficult to actually make that, that change. Uh, and even if you have to upscale, you know, you, you, you need to buy a bigger house or you, you're wanting to downsize or, whatever your reasons are, um, it's hard to, it's hard to actually do that because your payment's going to be higher. Um, and it is difficult just mentally for a lot of people to say, wow, I have to get rid of this 3% interest rate and I have to go buy it six. Like I, not only is my payment going to be higher, I just can't mentally wrap my head around that. Even though 6% is really not historically that bad of a rate. Um, you know, when you have a 3% rate, it's hard to give that up for a 6% rate. So I think we're going to see less coming to the market because of that. So all of these things add up to inventory staying very low uh, in the foreseeable future. So uh, what does that mean? It means that's going to keep demand up. Even if rates are high, there's less people buying. Um, there's still demand because inventory is so low. Now, there is there there has been a, a big pickup in activity here going into the new year. Um, and more buyers out there, mortgage applications are up. People are kind of seeing the rates have stabilized and started to come down and they're, and they're getting off that fence they were on. Well, they, uh, for, I think probably the last half of last year, people weren't, 
lot of people weren't on the fence. They were they were off the fence completely, right? So they're back on the fence or they're or they're like, hey, let's jump over this thing and, and let's get back to where we were last year. Yeah, rates are higher, but we still want to own a house. We still want to buy. We still want to invest. Um, and now's the time to do it. We see a little bit of relief in prices and we um, feel pretty good about where this is headed in the economy. Um, yeah, there's always question marks in the economy and when we don't know exactly where things are going to head, but uh, we feel pretty good about, um, you know, the, the market at least stabilizing. Um, and I and I will always talk about, you know, the, the last couple of years, last year and the year before, it was not a healthy market. It was very one side. It was very, very, very heavily leaning towards a seller's market. And that is not healthy for the market. It is not healthy for uh, prices to be bid up 10, 15, 20 percent over list price and you know all these waivers uh, of inspections and all these waivers of appraisal it's not a healthy market it was it was way too hot and so i think we're going to come back into a, a lot more balanced market which is good for everybody sellers win buyers win properties can still sell buyers can still get a few concessions you know it, it's more equal it's a little bit more you know instead of the seller being able to say this is what i want take it or leave it or, you know, hey, I want to live in my house for four months rent free after you buy it. You know, just all this stuff that it's like, I can't believe you're not offering that to me. You know, that sellers had in their mind, it's, it's totally changed. Um, and as I said, rates are dropping um, and that's going to that's going to continue to bring buyers back into the market. Demand is there. It's just been sitting and, and waiting. So, again, inventory is low. It's going to stay low. Um, rates are coming back down to where people can. Yeah, they're not three percent. We're probably not going to see that again. But, you know, in the fives, that's that's now people can get to where they can stomach it. Um, they see it's it's kind of leveling out and it's and it hopefully will stabilize. Um, but so the demand is there. It's not it's just been kind of sitting and waiting. Um, you know, one of the things that and I get it in the last six months, there was a lot of question. Um, but as a long term mentality, uh, wait and see. I'm going to wait and see how things turn out is not usually an effective approach. It just it, it wastes time. It, you miss opportunity. Um, you're sitting on the sidelines. And there, yeah, there might be seasons where you do that, but you have to be really careful not to find yourself staying in that place that I'm going to just wait and see where it goes. I'm going to wait and see where it goes. Because before you know it, I, I know a lot of people that did that over the last five years, they thought the market was turning. They, they didn't buy anything since you know 2015 or something like that. And it's like, man, look at how much appreciation you missed out on. Look at how much opportunity you missed out on. Look at, you could have bought uh, a ton more property and done amazingly well, but you were too afraid of timing the market. And, um, and you know, I'm gonna wait and see what happens. So don't waste time, don't waste time, don't waste opportunity. Yes, assess the market, come to a conclusion of where you think it's headed, um, but don't sit on the sidelines too long. Make sure that you're, you're doing it, maybe taking a pause to strategize, but that you are doing it so that you can then take steps and, and take action. Um, I also I also want to make sure people remember, you have to think long term. Um, the mindset of I have to, you know, timing the market and and OK, well, if I buy now and prices go down, then then my mess investment has failed. No, no, it hasn't. If you're flipping properties. Yeah, that's tough. Um, if you're investing, if you're buying assets to hold long term, uh, a market dip doesn't mean anything. If you're if you have a five, seven, ten 
30-year approach to it. You're buying assets and holding them and and you're you're doing all the things that investors do and not just um, people that are flippers and um, and retailers and and you know you have inventory that you're you're buying and turning. That's a different approach. That's not um, investing. Um, yes, you're putting your money to work with the hope to get it back. You know, with with more friends, right? But you're um, but it's not truly an investment approach. So, um, and I'm not saying don't do those things or have it be part of your business. I'm just saying if you're thinking of it as an investment. You really have to get past the if I buy now and the price goes down, you know, the, my investment is a failure or or even worse, the thought of that stops you from buying in the first place because you're like, you just can't handle the fact that I might pay $400,000 for something that could be worth $350,000 in six months. Would we all like to pay three fifty dollars instead? Sure. Yes. But uh, that, the price is only one piece of your investment and you can't forget that because otherwise, again, you're going to constantly be trying to time the market and that's impossible. And you're going to talk yourself out of buying um, no matter what stage of the market cycle we're in, because you're going to be questioning, is this, is this the peak? I don't want to buy at the peak. Is this the bottom? No, maybe not. I'm going to wait till it's at the bottom. Don't do that. You're going to miss so many opportunities. You're going to, you're going to not buy. You're going to talk yourself out of buying things because you're so focused on price and you're not focused on all of the other aspects of investing in real estate. Um, you got to remember the ways that you make money in real estate. It's, it's definitely not just price. Uh, you know, that's that's a piece. Sure. You don't want to overpay for something based on today's market market value. You don't want to um, if you do see the market swinging down, maybe you adjust for that a little bit. But not buying is not an option. OK, uh, price is one piece. You have to remember you're getting you, you should be getting cash flow. You're, if you're using leverage, which I always ad advise and recommend uh, to some degree, everybody's comfortable to, with a different level of that. Um, but you should have, you know, your loan amortization over time. You have your appreciation over time. Again, if we think long term, real estate is going to go up long term, even if there are times when prices adjust and correct and go down. So long term, you're going to have that appreciation and you have all the tax benefits. There's there's so many reasons you can't blind yourself with just looking at price that you don't look at all those other um, aspects that you're getting from investing in real estate, because those uh, are just as important, if not more important. And and the bottom line is, is someone else is buying this asset for you. Right. So, again, thinking long term, if you're buying something, you buy a house for four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it's worth three fifty in six months. But, you know, in 10 years, even if it was worth even if it was still only worth 350, someone else is making those loan payments for you. You're, you're renting it out. That income is is paying for the loan. You're getting the, the benefit of that loan amortization over time. And even if something never went up in value, you as long as you're buying right and you're buying something that you are uh, getting that some cash flow from and and you're going to have that asset long term, eventually you're going to own that asset and someone else bought it for you. So um Appreciation is great. You want to try to buy in markets where you're going to get appreciation. Um, try to buy in in those emerging markets. You know, sell at the right times um, when you can. When you see a market maybe is is nearing its peak. And I'm again, I'm not saying don't pay attention to market cycles and things like that because you can do uh, much better. You can achieve better results when you do pay attention to those and you can move from one market or one asset class to a different one. That's that's on. The, the edge of emerging, right? And that's how you increase your returns. Um, so you do need to pay attention to that stuff. But appreciation, um, 
you know, that's icing on the cake, right? So if you're buying something, you're levering it, you have someone paying that, you make getting cash flow and you're and they're and they're buying the asset for you, that is that is investment. And that's how you control assets. And, and that's the goal. Control as many assets as you can that someone else is paying for. The goal isn't just to buy cheap or buy at a low price and wait for it to go up. That's great if you get that piece also. Uh, but the goal really is to control a bunch of assets that someone else is paying for or a lot of someone else's, right? You know, you buy an apartment building with 100 units and all those tenants are, are paying um, for you to own that apartment building. Um, and over time, you're going to own it free and clear. And and uh, there you go. Unless you re-leverage it to buy something else, which I'm also uh, a proponent of while you're in acquisition phase. So, um, okay. So... I'm going to keep this one short. Uh, that was pretty much what I wanted to get across is, you know, this is a good time to buy because uh, demand is still there. Rates are starting to come down. Demand, the inventory is not going to get to in uh, oversupply anytime soon. Again, that's a that's a broad statement. Make sure you're paying attention to your, your own local markets because there are some markets that um, have seen some signs of that. Uh, but you got to get out and buy real estate. Don't change your goals of making more acquisitions this year. Um, buy right, know where the market's going, know that if it does dip a little bit more, um, you still have an asset that is being paid for by someone else that um, you can control with that income that's coming in and you, someone else's debt, someone else's money. Um, so multiple someone else's money paying for that, right? You got your, your lender and your tenant and that's great. And if if and when prices go back up, then that's again, that's just a bonus for you. So, you know, the best time to buy real estate was 10 years ago. Se second best time is always now. So don't forget that. Don't don't put your real estate investment and, and acquisition business on hold. Get out, buy more units, buy more rental properties, even if it's just one this year. Again, we all have different goals. We all have different things we want to achieve as the everyday real estate investor. I'm always saying don't let someone else's goals um, dictate what you want to be happen, happen in your life. Maybe your goal is one a year. Maybe your goal is to own, you know, a couple hundred units or a thousand units at some point. Any of that is fine. You have to decide for yourself what you need to get you from where you are to where you want to go and what you ultimately want to achieve with, achieve with your investments. Uh, and then I'm going to end it on this. The... Uh, what we hear all the time, or if we haven't, I mean, I can't believe you're probably living under a rock, but, um, but if you've been investing uh, for any amount of time, um, you've, I'm sure heard this quote, it's don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate and wait, because that's how you build wealth is by buying real estate, waiting it out, controlling that asset, having someone else paying for that asset with you. So I'm, Let's go out and do that. Okay. Don't buy, don't wait to buy real estate. Don't let the market questions, the possibilities of maybe more home price dips stop you from investing. Don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate and wait. And I promise you, when you look back, you'll be glad that you did. Thanks again for listening. Join in next week. As I do promise, we will have an awesome guest and then um, several more lined up after that. So super excited for that. Until then, go out and make sure you're buying some real estate.